Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of I Think I'm Human 2. We are on our part two of our first year of marriage. Some feedback that I had gotten from last week was that every time we turned to look at each other, we would not talk into the mic. So make sure if you look my direction. Part two, part um, two. To try to stay. I'm just not going to look at you. How about that? Yeah, actually, don't fucking look at me, man. All right, let's get this party started. We're just going to answer some questions from Instagram. Um, we're going to try and keep this pretty short and sweet. So again, our dogs are out. So if you see them, hear them, say hey, I guess. Um, question number one, what are some ways that you guys slow down and reconnect, especially given the chances that you guys have faced in your first year? <laughs> hmm. What do you think, baby? I think it always starts with a, with a um, agree to disagree moment. And I don't want to really call it. Are you saying we're in an argument? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to call it an argument. I don't think think the question is based around that. I think it's since we've had so much life changes and we're so busy and so healing, how do we reconnect and stay on a eye to eye level as a couple? That's what I. Ah, that's what you take from it? I say date nights. Um, Yes. We actually have this thing every night when we're in bed together. We. That's like one of my favorite parts of every day is when we're in bed and we just are so funny and just like watching TV. I'm going to cry. Oh my God. I think I'm close to my time of month because this makes me want to cry and I'm not like that. So I think I'm going to cry this episode just because I'm hormonal. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyways. Well, there you have it, folks. <laughs> I think we, we really structure date nights. Um, Raphael's very, very good at... Um, I don't do anything alone. I'm not an alone girly. Like I will not go to the mall alone. I will not go grocery shopping alone. Like that's just not me. It will never be me. And he's very good at, he's not one of those guys that have to be like, can you please go to the grocery with me? He's like, you're very on top of it. And that makes, that's the time that I feel connected with him the most is like when we do our quote unquote chores together, um, our errands, like he's very attentive to that. That's my time that I feel most connected in reconnecting. So I would say spending time together at night when we finally get to calm down and, and get in bed and turn on SVU Live law and you. order. Yeah. That's one of our like calming, relaxing times. We can just kind of talk, hang out and kind of laugh about the day a little bit. But I laugh about your baby. That definitely helps. Easy. Adelie's in the video right now. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see her. But if you're listening in, she is trying to get on the couch with us and chew her bone. And at this point, I'm just going to have to let it happen. So if her gnawing gets too bad, I'll kick her out again. What do you guys do when you get into an argument? Babe, you can answer that. I'm going to take care of the dogs for a sec. You answer what we do. (laughs) Uh, Hi, everyone. My name is Raphael. No, kidding. Um, what do we do when we get in an argument? Um, I think just like every other couple, we go back and forth. Um, again, agree to disagree, which is totally fine. Healthy. It's normal. Um, and leaving that argument, we don't have to see eye to eye, but at least both parties were heard. Um, another thing we've tried to implement and I learned this a long time ago from uh, just different jobs I've worked is that a talking piece 
one person holds the piece, and it can be anything, salt and pepper, shaker, um, pencil, pen. But whoever has the talking piece, they get to speak without any interruptions, and then you then pass it over to the other person. They get a chance to speak. Um, She's really playing with So that's, that's, that's one way, um, kind of how we limit the arguing. But um, any healthy relationship is going to have some agree to disagree moments so what do you think babe how do we handle our arguments normally i'm one of those people that i have to walk away rafael likes to talk about it right then and there all the time i'm a walk awayer um i just need to gather my thoughts because sometimes i just feel like i get so worked up about stuff that's like not even worth the fight um and sometimes it literally is like not even anything really relevant i just had so many emotions running through me really fast so I'm one of those people that has to walk away. Again, he wants to talk about it right away. So we've had to come to like a good understanding of like, if it's something I really want to fight for, um, I know he's going to want to talk about it right away. So I stay in the room and I try to just like focus on it. We're actually really like, we don't argue often, but when we do, it's almost always because again, they say, choose your battles. So normally if we've got to a head where we're arguing about something, that means that we're both passionate about it. Um, and that's kind of difficult because obviously it's like, how do you, you know, that he's passionate, I'm passionate. Like, so it's hard to just sit back and be like, okay, again, like he said, we're going to agree to disagree because I'll never see your side. You'll never see my side. Maybe one day. Um, but really I think of that, like, like I said, if, if he's coming to a head with an, uh, an opinion and I'm coming to an ahead with an opinion, it means that we both care. So I try to just not. I try not to just fight too much about it. While Raphael's away, I got a lot of questions in regards to upgrading my ring. Um, like a lot of questions. I announced on Instagram that I will be redoing my ring. And let me just give you my side of the story. And then when Raphael gets up, I'll ask him his opinion on it. Um, I already know his opinion on it, but there's a lot of you guys asking. Anyways, when I first got my ring, I got to Raphael and I talked. He was like, hey, um, would you want to get married? I said, hey. Hell yeah. And then he said, <laughs> I'd asked him, I said, okay, in regards to ring, am I getting something like that's a family heirloom? He said, no. And then he said, would you want to pick the ring that you get? And I said, yes. Um, a lot of people can go different ways with that. Some people say, I want my husband to pick it all. I loved that he picked it on his own. I went a different route. I've, again, been in finances my whole life. If you're going to spend money on something, I want to really love it. I'm very anal. I'm very type A girly. Um, and so I knew I really wanted an oval. I knew I wanted a solitaire. I knew I wanted it on a plain gold band, the thinnest gold band possible. I knew I wanted claw prong. Like I knew what I had wanted. Um, and the only thing that we didn't really necessarily know is that when you get an oval, a lot of it sits underneath. So it's a really high setting ring and I hit it on a lot. Um, and really since like day one, I kind of told Raphael, not day one, but a couple months had gone past and I kind of stopped wearing it. And he was like, if you want to upgrade your ring or like change out your ring, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, it was mostly that um, we paid, you know, a nice price on it. And obviously everybody knows who gets engaged or married that um, it's not the cheapest thing out, right? Can't go to Dollar General and get one. So maybe in a you could machine because yeah. it's not about the ring. It's about. Yeah, true. But I'm just saying. Yes, I know. In I general, know. everyone knows that they cost a lot. And so if you're hitting it on stuff, it's probably not a good thing. So 
um, for the majority, I would say that we just, you know, wanted to be, um, obviously that was the ring we bought then, but since then we've noticed that again, it's clanking, hitting on things and, uh, we don't want that to happen obviously. So, um, a new ring will, will sit a little lower, um, and just kind of, I mean, in your finger too. I mean, this one sits nice on your finger and another but, thing that I really, um, um, I liked the oval. So I've liked ovals for a long, long time. I love classy. I love timeless. Looks classy. And um, then it became like a viral trend to have the exact ring that I have. And I know that sounds very like kind of sassy, but I liked having something a little different. Um, I had never really, again, years ago, it wasn't like a thing. And then it was like TikTok took the exact ring, which again, it's very simple. It's not like I had like some elaborate design. So obviously I know that it's going to be someone out there is going to have it. But now everywhere I go, I see my exact ring and I don't know. I just wanted something a little bit different. So we're kind of in the, the time of talking about redesigning it. And, um, also I just think we want to. (laughs) So I don't really know how else to answer that. A lot of people were wondering if he was mad about the situation. He's not. He was fully understanding. He actually, again, we talked about this years ago. Um, We also did not really get like a very, very, very high quality. Um, So and that's like if you know anything about any type of stone or diamonds or anything like that. um, There's so many things that go into it. And I want it. We're at the time where we want something a little bit. A little different. A little different and nicer. And again, she kept hitting it, so it's like... Somebody had said, there's actually quite a few questions talking about finances, um, and I had said previously that we're going to figure out how to get his friend in with us. I don't know if we're going to do a podcast, if we're going to do a live, both. I don't know how we want to work that, um, but we'll do an entire video on talking about finances because I think it's very important, and it's it's too much to put into one clip. So... Um, Another question was regarding Raphael's job, and I think a lot of people assume that you're a, an officer, a like a policeman. Yeah, no. Um, he's not, but we don't Much really... respect to the guys on the street. Right. And I could not imagine being a spouse of someone that's out on the street, so I give you guys mad props as well. Definitely. That's a very difficult position to be in for and both parties. a lot parties. of people that I meet are passionate about it, too. Yeah, they love being an officer. Yeah, definitely. Um, we don't really speak on Raphael's job. We don't go into an elaborate detail. One day, if Raphael chooses to leave the profession, we really do want to speak on it. I think he's got so much knowledge, so many safety tips, tricks, all that stuff. Um, I think that right now, just due to his wishes and kind of our safety. We just really like to stay. I mean, I'm so freaking public, so it's really hard to remain private about really anything. Um, but that's one thing that we ask is just right now. We just don't speak on it. Um, our close friends in circle. know, but other than that, um, that's really all we have to say about that, but he is not an officer. Um, again, more finance questions, a lot of finance questions, actually. When are you guys having kids? We get that asked a lot. Right now, we're just living laugh. Yeah, just living. We have a baby crying downstairs right now, and we're we locked her in a bedroom. Okay, with, right. With, we are clearly with her not favorite fit to be parents. Yeah. Um. She just wants to be next to us. I feel like this is a good question. What are your goals for this next year as a couple? Wow. Um. Our goals for this next year, honestly, 
as simple as it sounds. Sorry, I had like a scratch on the top Just of my nose. Just answer the question. I don't want to. Okay, now I'll answer the question. You trying to boss me around? Yeah, please answer the question. <laughs> I think for this next year it would just be um, just enjoy the small things. I think that's a huge goal, and a lot of things fall underneath that. So for myself, at least, and I know for her as well, but I'm just answering for myself. The number one thing that comes to my mind is just enjoy the small things and, and slow down a bit. And we've been talking to a lot of people in our circle um one being you know your boss and a couple of my friends and just just honing in on a couple things and just enjoying life and and take it for you know step by step and i'm a capricorn so i look ahead of a lot of things but i don't know that's that that's my i feel like that was the Raphael's nicest way of saying i have been seeing seed symbiotic ds01 everywhere and i figured it was time to try it out because you guys know i love anything and everything gut health gut health does not just affect your digestive system i don't understand i don't think people understand how much it affects like your overall health and not only that but like your skin your readiness for the day i just love when my gut is in line i'm in line when i'm in line life is in line so Seed is sharing a code with Human2 listeners, and I'm super excited for you guys to try them out. You are going to get 25% off to see if you like them just as much as I do. Trust your gut with Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash human2, that's all one word, and use code 25HUMAN2 to get 25% off your first month. So that's 25HUMAN2, all one word. That's 25% off your first month of Seeds DS01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash human2 with code 25human2. You're so corny sometimes, babe. I know. What is yours? We really want to buy another property. That's our goal. If not two, um, again, we'll talk about that in like the finance topic that we go over. Um, I think, yes, 100% what he said is to enjoy the little things, but... If the camera was not running, Raphael would not have answered that that way. <laughs> Literally at all. <laughs> so that's why I find that funny. But anyways, um, we really wanted to get into real estate. My personal goal for the, the both of us is to get out of the state of Minnesota within the next year. Um, that obviously is going to be that timeline is going to be a little skewed just because it's not just me and myself and I living by myself. Um, we have a house to sell. We have him to figure out a new career if we were to move um the dogs our like there's, there's so much to Do not think forget about. our puppies well obviously the girls Put will go them wherever. first i really want to get the girls a yard the fe- we have a big yard but it's not fenced in we don't want to put the money into fencing it so i really want to get out of the state of minnesota i've talked about that so much Raphael, even when, when we first started dating one of my first questions was like do you want to stay in minnesota forever and his answer was no and now we're kind of in a different position. I have a little bit more flex. I have a lot more flexibility on where I live. Um, also, I feel like Minnesota kind of hinders me in certain ways as a content creator because there's not really much of a um, atmosphere here. So when you go out in New York and or you go out in LA or you go out in Dallas, like you get other creators, even Nashville, there's a lot of creators. There's a lot of creativity. There's a lot of motivation. Um, here it's hard because to grow my name further, it's just not going to really happen at the extent that I would love, um, just due to the simple fact that I'm in Minnesota and it stinks. There's been times where like, and obviously this is getting into like a different topic. I'm rambling a little bit, but 
Minnesota brands don't really work with creators. So they'll come at me with something and they'll be like, hey, but we want it for free. And it's hard because, again, you want to you want to support and you want to support local and you want to work with these. Which brands. we do. And yeah, we do. And I, I know I do do everything for free, <laughs> um, which is that's where I've talked to like with my agency and stuff. And they're like, that's why Minnesota is not going to grow in this realm, though, because every single influencer or creator here that they work with, they don't charge them because it's just not. Anyways, I think eventually they have. They have a, they'll, they'll probably get on board. Obviously they're a little bit behind, but the people we do work with are awesome. It's just, yeah, they're just not obviously. It's just hard because you want to, you want to grow your name and and, California and by like, I know a lot of times, like, yes, going to an event for free, that's different, but there's a lot of brands where like I've gone in with ideas. I am now the face I'm doing collaborations. If I was working with any other brand that wasn't based in Minnesota, they would be paying. And it's like every brand in Minnesota is like, oh, yeah, we'll just give you a commission on what you sell, which, again, is nice. But it's a lot of uh, anyways, this is a whole topic for a different day. Um, I do want to do a whole episode on like the ins and outs of influencing, creating whatever, because I know there's a lot of questions there, Um, even just like tax purposes, all that stuff. I have so much knowledge over the last year that I've just been absorbing nonstop of like how to turn content creating into a full time job because it is a full time job. But how do you do it successfully while maintaining your money, doing it legally, all that stuff? So that's a whole question for another day. Anyways, back to topic. I'm so bad at that. My ADHD is bloop, squirrel. Um, <laughs> yes. So that's our goal. We want to move out of the state. You are definitely a squirrel. I just want to touch on that. You are a squirrel to the fullest. Left, right, up, down. Got to go here. Got to go there. You're a fish. <laughs> All you do, Jesse, Slivy. Babe, hit a left. Sorry, I got the memory of a football player. I'm sorry. I don't know nothing, man. You have a memory of a fit. I want to fight that, but I'm just going to let you win you that. You know one. that's right. Raphael 1000, Catherine out right now. Anyways, Raphael made a TikTok, y'all. Raphael Wash. Go check me out. Ice me out. Hey. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Raphael, this is a question for you. How did Raphael deal with the grief of Bill while also being there for you? Um, good question. Um, in a sense, I think, especially early on, I put your grief over my own and not in a bad way. I mean, I've been through my own stuff and nothing like that, obviously, but. Um, I just knew you you needed me there for you and kind of at the same time it was like what is that balance and early on again I I wasn't too sure how to balance that but um, as time went on and you appeared that you know you had a community behind you you had you know a couple family members and uh, some close friends to then to also lean on and people to support and other stories to hear Um it allowed me to kind of just step back just a tad bit and um, focus on, like you said, how, how do I deal with it? And uh, for me, I just, um, I started to try to get back into the things that excited me, made me happy throughout the day um, because it does engulf your mind. You think about what could have happened differently, um, what you could have done differently. Um, Coming from the person that lost the person, Um, I think at the end of the day, in the, 
in it's hard because I used to call my cousins right or because I didn't there was times where like obviously my brothers and I all lost a dad and whether like I really think losing your parents and losing your child are really 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 top 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 things um I also put spouse up there so I think um anyone that's so say you lost your spouse so like my stepmom for example she lost her spouse me and my brothers lost our dad my grandmother lost her child so those are the people that are really feeling it at 100 percent. they are getting hit with the bus the fastest the hardest and they're figuring it out right so when i was going through something i wasn't going to call any of them so then i go into the next level of like people who knew my dad um i would go i would turn to Raphael, but he lives with me. So there's a certain portion where he was getting just my, my sadness all the time. And not only that, but I go back into, so like I said, the, the three people are hit the hardest. Then I go into the next level of, I don't want to talk to my husband about it. Cause he was there on the scene when it all happened. I don't want to talk to one of my cousins about it. Cause he was there with us. And I don't want to talk to my biological mom about it because she was there with us. They all were going through their own grieving process, but not only that, the trauma, and every single person that was with us in Denver that witnessed the death, that is such a traumatic experience. And so it was so hard to like want to go to that group of people. So I would extend it out, right? And I would call my cousin, another cousin that wasn't there. And I would just like be like, I'm just so sad. Like, and I would just lay into her. And a couple of times after talking to her, I was like, holy shit, I forgot she lost her uncle. Like I'm sitting here just like trauma dumping on her. And she's looking around like being fully supportive, just as equally sad, but you wouldn't even know it because she just turned it off. You have to just turn it off when it comes to those core people, right? And I think now that I've kind of processed my loss, Raphael's processed a little bit more. Now it's easier to talk about and talk to people. But now I'm finally getting to like that outer level circle of talking to my cousins about how they feel about their loss because it was their uncle too. I mean, I look at my uncles and I'm like, holy shit, that would hit me really hard. Granted, it wouldn't hit me as hard as it would hit his their children, right? Um, but it doesn't mean that it's not a loss. And I think that was something that Raphael had to sit back and just say, I 1000% like exactly what would happen if like one of his parents were to go, I can't, I can't let it affect me right away because I have to just be his strength for however long it'll take. And then once he's finally out of that, I feel like I'm drowning phase, we can then start treading water together. Um, I think I, I know that's, I always go way farther along with descriptions because that's just how my brain goes. But I really just believe that a lot of times, again, you get hit by the bus the hardest. Once those people are done drowning and they're finally their heads above water and they can start talk like I still am just getting to the point of like being able to talk about my dad most days without crying. Um, I still cry a lot, but I do feel sad. I feel really sad for Raphael too. I think that it's hard because my dad is so easy to love, was so easy to love. And he welcomed my husband in with like open arms. He absolutely loved him. Like we always would say that Raphael was the favorite child. Um, so I know that he, Hattie, I know that he is experiencing a loss as well. Again, he was in the room with us. So he witnessed the trauma. I think something that I'm speaking for you. So I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Something that both Raphael and I 
feel on top of the grief, on top of the trauma is guilt because I'm the older sister. Um, I'm very strong. I'm the strongest head. What is it called? Like I'm the strongest person in the family in that sense. Like I'm very headstrong. I'm the leader of the group. I like, I just take things by the rein and I run with it. And so the day that he had passed and then also Raphael's profession, he's kind of trained to like deal with emergency situations. Not only that, but you have the biggest size on you. We were, we we're trying to save my dad. We didn't know how, what to do or anything. So I think there's a lot of that too, of like, why couldn't we have saved him? Not only for ourselves, but for everybody else. Um, parts of me wishes that I wouldn't have screamed the way I screamed and got everyone else to the scene. Um, because I, my little brothers were sleeping. I almost wish that I could have held that from them and, and not freaked out and just dealt with it. Like if I would have known he was already dead by the time that they got upstairs, I wouldn't have done that big of a, I would have just been like, it is what it is. Like the ambulance is here type stuff. I hate that I instilled trauma. I hate knowing that my brothers had to wake up to my bloody murder screams, like stuff like that. So there's a lot of emotions that we're dealing with. What is the biggest lesson you guys have learned from each other? Like what's something that I've taught you? Enjoy life. Slow down. Take in the roses. Smell the roses. Right? You don't take them in, but you smell them. Yeah. I would say that's my, my biggest, the biggest one for sure. Really? Yeah. How about you? Um, You've taught me to just, like, be myself. He's taught me that for sure. He's definitely taught me that. And then the other thing that is really big to me is toxicity. Um, but that goes for both parties. He's been able to teach me like my toxic behaviors to work through them. But then also when I'm getting toxic behavior from other people, I've just been so desensitized to it. Um, so that's been very helpful because I was just always living with like this dark cloud over me. And I feel like I could never like, you know, those people that you're just like, there's always just something we literally were like, it's always something, but it was me that was always bringing in that something. And I didn't realize that. And it not necessarily was myself doing it, but it was other people in my circle. And it was just always drama. Someone was calling for something and it was just constant, constant exhaustion in this household. Um, so really identifying toxic behaviors was something that not even necessarily toxic in a way of like they meant to or they were maliciously toxic it's just that it was negative and toxic um yeah and it's been very helpful to not have that anymore i was just with a um i was just with a um cousin of mine and they were stating um something that was going on in the family and i was like god it's so nice (laughs) like i just don't care (laughs) it was honestly really nice for the first time ever Um, so yeah, what is your best advice for someone in their first year of marriage? That's good. I think they say that the first year is the hardest year. No, I know that they say that. I would say have a plan on how to, how to communicate about like the pillars of a relationship. So finances have a plan about that maybe every sunday you sit down and you talk about them and go over the budget for the week or the month or whatever the case may be um i think that's huge then 
All right. Another pillar, agree to disagree, right? Arguments. How do we communicate during arguments? How do we make sure, you know, things aren't said that people can't take back, you know, things of that nature. Um, how do we communicate during an argument? Are we letting the other person speak? How does that look? Right. We talked earlier about, you know, maybe a talking piece or whatever. You get the pen. Now you get to speak. I get the pen back. I get to speak. Um, again, those are two, two of the, some of the main pillars and there's probably some others out there, but, um, just having kind of maybe like a small roadmap, mind you, life is life. And so nothing is, nothing can be perfectly planned or go, you know, piece by piece perfectly together. So it's like kind of on the fly, but those are like the main pillars you probably should like get into discussions about because those are like some of the main things people go through and, and split them apart, you know, mm -hmm. but I think that's actually pre-marriage advice, to yeah. be honest. I don't yeah. think you should be figuring yeah, that out in sure. your first year. For sure. Um, I think you should be figuring that out in your first year of dating um, because I, this is just my personal opinion. I think there's a lot of people getting married just to get married um, just because they've been with someone for too long or, or a long time. And then they're like, oh, well, it's just what you do. And I don't know. I still to this day, I don't know if you can say the same about me, but. I married you because I wanted to marry you. Obviously, like that was the whole, yeah. like I wanted to. And any battle that we went through, I knew that he was worth it. Um, but I, again, I have a lot of people that I know right off the top of my head where it's like their first initial thought is like, why did I get married? Not like, how can we figure this out? You know, um, and that's such a sad way of thinking because that means that you're not worth the person you want to be married to. And marriage is a long, long, long time together. But it's kind of funny and it's cliche, but it's like, I love the thought of like a long, long time together. Yeah. Some people are like, fuck, it's a long time together. And I'm like, yeah, baby, I wish we had longer. <laughs> right. And that comes from like being friends. Being like friends. Yeah. True friendship. But again, marrying someone that you really want to be with. Yeah. Some days we're not friends. Some days I'm like, I don't even want to look at you right now. It's very, very, very rare. But um, you have to. But <laughs> I know, but it's still, I don't sit there and think. Actually, yeah. there was one time where I was so mad at you. I was like, I just don't want anything. I just want to leave. I just am going to leave. Goodbye. <laughs> and I literally went and hung out with my girlfriends all weekend. And it was still like it was like probably our worst argument. Because and they would laugh if they heard it. But we're not going to go through that. I'm just saying it wasn't that serious. You know what I'm saying? Like, Well, when you're talking away it, from your mic. If they, if they heard it, they'd be like, if they hear that, they're like, oh, I think well, people would agree with me. Oh, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it It wasn't like what they probably are thinking. Like, oh, my gosh, something unbelievably crazy. You know, it's nothing like that. It's just that we saw something differently. And that's all. <laughs> Can they hear Hadley? I don't know. I know. Cute. All right. What's Anyways, so someone else, like most I got through most of the questions we wanted to answer. Again, we'll talk about finances at a later date. Um, just wanted to say, I loved listening to your guys's episode. You guys are the cutest. That's so kind. We got a lot of nice comments shout out to you yeah. saying that they really enjoyed having you on specifically. Um, and shout out to the young woman we saw at the twins game. She had so just many. listened to it and, uh, and I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. So, um, so that was really just like kind of the questions that we wanted to answer. There was more again, like I had said, there was more, but those are going to be in later and deeper talks on their own. Yeah, the finances yeah. and then some other stuff. So yeah, we got it. We got some stuff um, definitely planned and to get into some really good discussions and 
Mm -hmm. Um, As we kind of progress through this, I think eventually we'll get to a point where um, we speak about some some stuff that people have a lot of questions about as far as uh, my job and things of that nature. So eventually we'll get to that stage. Yeah, once I'm out of it and Mm -hmm. um, we can kind of really kind of dive in and got some other topics coming soon. So please stay out on the look. Something that is exciting. I am about to be in New York for about a week. Um, we'll be home almost all of July and then we'll take about two weeks in August to be out, um, in California. So we're pretty excited about that. We haven't locked in exact days, but I don't know if we can maybe try to find a day, um, out there. Yeah. Yeah. To do something like a meetup of some sort. We could do like a, yeah. I don't know. We'll talk about it. We'll Something, have to think about yeah. that. 